This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. We are on episode eight of the season. I'm Ben Platt. Um, I just want to say, start off by saying thank you for everyone for listening. Um, we get some, we've had some great feedback over the last few weeks, and um, you know the listening listens have gone up um, and lots of engagement. So yeah, just keep listening, um, and we'll keep um, bashing them out. We've got some great guests coming up um, in the next couple of weeks who are, who I'm sure you'll all be interested on in hearing. Um, where do we start? Right, who we got on then? We've got Dunk. How are you, mate, Duncan? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? You had a good week? Yes. Yep, very good. Thank you. Weather's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't get me started. Has it stopped raining? That. I don't Yeah. We've got Bradley. How are you, Bradley Platt? All right, boys. How is everyone? See, Duncan's got the retro shirt on there if anyone's watching. Got the retro shirt. Uh, do you know what? There. I've never Lovely, seen anyone love, wear that. Lovely kit. Apart from awful. Duncan, it's awful. Awful. Award us to the playoff final, lads. Lovely shirt. <laughs> you did, didn't you? We've also got a golden oldie on today, making his debut on the podcast. Simon Edwards, how are you, mate? Hi, everyone. You good? Welcome. Very on. good. Thank you for having me. A welcome question. What's who's your all-time favourite QPR player? I thought you were going to ask me that. Um... That's because I told you. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't really have a favourite. I like the um, I like people like um, Rufus Brevet and Clive Wilson, that sort of era, you know. And, mid, not uh, early mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, very good teams then. Very yeah. good team. Right then, I'm debating what to talk about first. Whether it's um, Kissgate or the Norwich game, um, <laughs> but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the uh, with the football. Um, so we haven't we haven't caught up since Birmingham either. So we'll start there. I was there. Um, a tough night, really. I thought we started poorly. Um, I don't think we won any second ball all game. Never mind the first half. 
bit of a fluky first goal. You go 2-0 down away from home anywhere. It, it, it's a bit of a struggle, isn't it? And then we had the injuries, which I just think killed us completely. Killed our shape again. Um, and it, do we just put it down to one of those, Brad? Been, it was a tough, tough old night, wasn't it, St Andrews? Um, injury, like I said, that, that don't help at all with Roberts going off and Clark sort of. It's a big, big miss, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I'd, it's one of them you'd rather forget a night like that. But we're all bound to have nights like that in football. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really want to talk too much on it. Just forget about it and move on forward, I suppose. Dunk, what are your views, mate? Um, yeah, I kind of like echo Bradley's views, really. It was like we were shot first half, especially we were absolutely abysmal. I think it's probably the worst 45 minutes of our season. Um, I just felt that we just were never in it at all. And there's not many games where I felt we've been like that, even when we haven't performed well this season. Like I felt that we were literally said second to every single ball, like didn't win any 50 50s. I think it was just overall poor team performance. I, and what grates on me is like, why did he throw Roberts straight back in for him to then get injured again? Like, he's clearly got fitness issues. He obviously wasn't ready. And then that messes up our game plan anyway. And we had like, what well, we had to make uh, um, Steph limp on to half time. So it didn't mess up a substitution, didn't it? So he didn't use up one of the sub slots. Like, there's just so many things that went wrong in that first half. Yeah, it feels like Roberts had his World Cup in his in his in his mind as well. I don't know why. I don't know whether it's like a psychological thing, but he, 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 I mean, it would for anyone, I guess, with the World Cup coming up mid-season. But it, it kind of feels like any kind of twinge that he gets or anything that kind of feels something, it will just go off. Um, I actually, I don't know what what you think, uh, Simon, but is it a bit of an overreaction? I didn't actually think we played. We didn't play great. Agreed, but we, we created lots of chances. Yeah, but a lot of them were half chances, really, weren't they? I mean, Birmingham was up for it because of Houston's, wasn't it? And, you know, he got them fired up. And when we were that 1-0 down, just made it really difficult. It was a fluky goal anyway. Good well, goal, but a fluky goal, if you see what I'm saying. But, yeah, the, and that animal, that animal, one of your Oh, one of your lecture, he was he was snapping at everyone's legs, wasn't he? <laughs> but he's not a purpose. good player. Eh? He has, not it? You've done yeah. that on purpose, haven't you? I thought I might slide up when he <laughs> but yeah, Animal Lecter, I was calling him. But yeah, he's um I think he's got a good player in him if he can just uh turn down his um his you know kind of people's legs temperament, yeah. He... yeah. He should have gone though. I mean, we were in the watching it in the crowd, and we were every, people were counting how many fouls he did. It was a ridiculous number. Yeah. Um, not too sure. I mean, well, is anyone else anyone else on the pitch? And they get sent off for that. Anyone, you know, he's young. He knew that though, didn't he? I think that's yeah. why he took him off after that. Yeah, well, literally, like, that challenge was it. He should have gone for that, and he didn't. So they took him straight off. Um, are we um, are we blaming Senny for the first goal? We saying he should have done better. I think he was just caught out, wasn't he? You know, it it was. <laughs> Like, I'm not sure if you could. The amount but, of wrongs to rights that Senny does, I think you just got to oh, yeah, let yeah. it go under the carpet, you know what I mean? But, you know, I do echo a lot what Ben's saying there as well. It, it wasn't really our night, but, you know, possession and stats and shots-wise, we were a better team, you know. Birmingham, 
just they just stayed solid, didn't they? Their, their shape was solid. Um, but yeah, they got, the, they got the second best defensive record in the league, haven't they? Yeah, like, I just conceded. Can't... So like they're, they're a hard team to score against, and they that's what they yeah. did. They got their goal, and then they just kind of shut up shop. I was watching the game, mm. and do you know what frustrates me the most? Every time I see him, Troy Deeney. Oh, <laughs> can't stand him. Oh, can't stand yeah. him, especially when he had a go at chair as well. I just see it on the telly because oh, I wasn't fortunate to go. But what, oh. one 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 um, observation that I just wanted to, to run past you was just that, like like we've said, I don't think we were ugh, we weren't great. It, but it wasn't not great in the sense of I thought we created chances. I know you were right, Simon. There half chances. Probably so we missed a penalty. Um, I think if we'd scored that penalty, that last oh, yeah. seven or eight minutes would have been really interesting um, because they were backs against the wall at that point. Um, and but I don't think defensively we were that bad either. Though. They they didn't they didn't create an awful. Lot. They didn't do they got the two goals and they didn't do much. So it's a bit of a different different to Warburton defeat. I was I find that you know the, the way we, the manner in which we lost was different. I.e. that the players we didn't win any second balls. They didn't feel up for it, and I, which is kind of different, isn't it? And I, and I wonder whether mm. it's got something to do with us being up there in the league because we were we were right up there, weren't we? Second or third, and, and and when we go to these away games like Luton, who we are bang up for it, we, we we're that team now that we need to you know we need to get up as well. We need to match them. Instead of going there thinking that we, we're going to win or you know, Willick or Chairs or Sinclair starts going to do something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that like a... Yes. Yeah, I mean, that penalty, I mean, was it a bad penalty or a good save? It was a bad penalty. Yeah. It's one of those ones where it was right, close, too close to the keeper, perfect height for the keeper. Did anyone feel confident he was going to score it? Because I definitely didn't. I was watching it no. and I was just thinking, like, the way the game was going, I thought, it, we ain't even going to score this. I thought he was going to sky it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a perfect height for the keeper. We were all saying in the crowd, it looked like he was going to miss. Um, it's just the way the game was going, wasn't it? Um, yeah. What was I the thought, atmosphere like, Ben? It, it, so before the game, it was really good. But, you know, I always say the atmosphere is dictated by the game more than anything. Course, yeah. You know, you'll get the good fans that sing, but, you know, when you concede after three minutes, then you concede after, what is it, 16, 17? It kind of ruins the whole atmosphere, and we didn't play great. Um, so no, it wasn't it wasn't that great, which was which was frustrating. And like I said, they didn't nothing really happened, did it for us? Um, so if Dice then, weren't playing, who's our next penalty taker? Good question. Chair. Oh, I was going. I would say chair, wouldn't it? I think it'd be chair, wouldn't it? I would say Willip. Yeah. Yeah. Willip's taken a penalty, hasn't he? I mean, someone must have took them in the past when Dykes weren't playing. It'd have been Austin. Austin would have. Yeah. Austin. Grey. Was it Grey? Grey took yeah, a couple. Yeah, Grey took a few, didn't he, last season? Yeah. Um, have you ever seen Chair take a penalty? No. Only in, was he, did he take any in the shootouts last year in the cup run? Yeah. I can't remember if he, did, if he did or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think he did. What about um, so? What about moving on to Norwich last night? Quite happy with the point at the end. I thought, thought the performance was better. I don't think it was great, but it wasn't terrible. Um, Simon, you, you watched the game. What, what, what were your views? Yeah, I thought we um, first ten minutes defence was a bit uh, ickety pickety, but then after that, I thought we were quite solid in. In the back, I thought they played really well. Even Dicky, 
played played good. And I just I just think that um I mean obviously um Diang played a blinder through the whole game, didn't he? You know, I mean they hit the bar. I mean we hit the bar as well. But I just I just felt our defence was was getting solider and solid. I don't I don't think Norwich was ever going to score to be honest. I just think our midfield was just weak, just no, nothing there. Just it goes though, doesn't it? I mean, Carrow Road's a tough place to go, and they they're right up there this season with us, aren't they? You know, we're, they're the two teams that people are talking about at the moment, um, us and them. And it was one of them games. They hit the post. We hit the post. Um, you know, well, we took a point, no, wouldn't you? Yeah, hundred percent take a point going there. But we were shady in areas. But I think I, I was watching it and I thought the subs building. I was thinking, what's he done here? But he got it right again. You know, we we, we held out to the ninety minutes. But what what a game for Tim! Well, hmm. he played absolutely brilliant uh, from start to finish. I know. He got an early yellow card, which made us all sit there and think, shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he does have a mistake in him, but we played brilliant. And I, I even think Dykes had a very good game um, for me as well. And did, I don't know about Amos and Dazelle, I just didn't think it it worked for me last night, but he, he, he yeah. saw that, he took Dazelle off. Um, but yeah, like, you know, great, sorry. great point. You know, Dykes, uh, he only touched the ball three times in the first 22 minutes. Yeah, I see that, but... Um, no, you shouldn't have saw it. That was my stat. You shouldn't have saw that. <laughs> well, it's on Sky. It was on yeah. Sky, wasn't it? It was on Sky, yeah, but he... Yeah, yeah. He doesn't stop running, does he? And I know he made that mistake in the game, but he got back for it, you know, and he got in the way of the shot. I think Dykes, his effort yesterday as well, you could see how much running he'd done. And for me, I just think, yeah, we we I know we all think Dykes goals, goals, strikers, but he does do bits that probably you, sh- you wouldn't see from a striker. No. You know when Willett, um, not Willett, sorry, um, Chair was running back after that player when, and it, everyone thought he was going to get sent off and that, didn't they? Mm. But I want to know is why was all our players all up the field and no one was back in. Normally, they leave one or two behind the halfway line, don't they? We did, didn't we? But I think it was Amos. He got caught out. He made a, tried to, a sloppy attempt to try and win the ball off that Todd Campbell, who, by the way, I don't know how many times the commentator mentioned his name or, or like, like he was just like a fanboy of him, wasn't it? It was so annoying. But anyway, he, he like, yeah, dinked yeah. it over him, didn't he? That blonde hair kid. Yeah. yeah. He, he, like, dinked it over him. And um, I don't think he... It was lucky, really, because... If Chair had, could have gone another way, that couldn't he? I don't think it was a foul, but if Cantwell had stayed up a bit more and went a bit further, I think that you know something he could have, he could have been off as well, wouldn't he? So, um, yeah. But back to your point, Brad. I think yeah, I think Big Tim. He's he was excellent, and is I love him. But I think there's a real player in there, and and if you've got someone who could carry a ball like that through the midfield in tight positions, right? That's like that's gold dust in this league. No one, no one else can do that in our team. Zell can't do that. I mean, we'll get on to Amos in a minute, but I'm not fully convinced he can do that. Johansson, possibly. Field can't. You know, you need someone, a ball carrier, to, 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 to get you out of that trouble when, you know, when you're up against it. I know, Doug, you're not his biggest fan. Someone called you out on, the, on it on, on social media. 
reminded you. But thing is, I've never said he's a bad player. I just feel that sometimes no. his commitment isn't always there. And in some performances, it does look like he isn't bothered. There's been a couple of games where I just felt that he hasn't put his stamp on it. Whereas last night he did. And he was our probably him and um, Senny were our two best players. There's no denying that. And there's no denying the boy's got some talent. But for me, if he's got this big future that Aston Villa think he's got and all these scouts think he's got, he needs to be proving it in this league. Like He needs uh, to step up. I feel like he needs to be performing like he did last night nearly every week or every, like, do you know what I mean? He can't be having eights and then sixes. He needs to be seven and eights every single week, showing that consistent level. He's going to be as good as everyone thinks he is. I sort of agree with you. Because he's, the kid's still young, you know? He, he's still young. He's still a young player. And look at the championship this season. Got some very good sides there. Um, all, all, you know, even on the day. He's a young player. He needs a bit of time. And look at his performance yesterday. It shows that there's a player there. He was the best player on the park, without shadow of a doubt. And I get what you're saying. If we could play like that every week, but you could say that about every player each week, you know. Yeah, but not every player's coming with the hype he's come with, have they? Mm. I feel like that's the thing. I feel like I don't want. I don't want to shoot him down. I think he is. Like, he's growing into this league. I think that's the problem, isn't it? Academy players. Until they've had experience, they like it takes them a while to adjust. And I think he's he's getting over that adjustment period. And I feel like now he will push on and we'll see the best from him. But he's got to make sure he puts effort in and doesn't just think he can walk this league because he's a Premier League Academy player. Because he will get found out if he tries to be too cocky on the ball. That's my only concern. Simon, what's your view on, on, on Big Tim? Oh, yeah, Big Tim, yeah, he done really well the games I've seen him play he just looks so leggy but he just does it does he and I suspect Smith knew him anyways from his filler days didn't he I think that I, I disagree I think he got the yellow card in the first what 30 seconds that could have ruined this game really yeah he did well yeah he but, did well there but it didn't him yeah. and, and, and the red in mistake gave away the penalty um, but he made up but, for it after that he made up for it afterwards um, so I don't know I think, I think he's going to be a top player for us this yeah. season. Um, injuries. Ugh, are they... I just want to touch on that, um, Sam McCallum. In the first 10 minutes, he was destroying us down that left. But then after that, we sorted him out, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. He, he ran out of leg, didn't he? He hasn't, he, hasn't, he, he hasn't got much of an engine on him, has he? I don't, I don't, well, no, I think his first game back, I think, after suspension, yeah. I think. Is it? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think yesterday as well, what power, it took power a bit of time to get into the game. I know it was tough on that side. Um, I know it's, and I know Laird grew into the game as minutes went on. Uh, he was going forward, you know, a treat. So, yeah, like I said, it was a good, good performance. We're all, I think every QBR fan will be sitting at home now thinking that's a great point. Um, yeah. Well, I've got uh, some stat here on the, um, the shots on target, Norwich had three, we had four. Not bad, is it? Shots off target, Norwich had three, we had seven. Mm. And they had 65% of the play and we had 35%. So we done well on the shots. But we we, we, we just looked a unit, I think, as well yesterday. We we, we were staying, staying back. We kept a great shape. 
I know they could have scored in the last second of the game, you know, hit the post <laughs> as well. But that was we just that needed was... that bit of luck on the day because I think we we deserved that. You know, we yeah. we haggled and haggled the whole game for that for that point. Do you feel like we started a bit nervy because obviously like Dickie and Balogun haven't really had many minutes together on the pitch? And like as much as like a centre back partnership they train together, actually their minutes on the pitch when you're being like oppressed by an attacking team, like it is gonna be nervy. And I feel like the whole back four was a little bit nervy for the first 10, 15 minutes. Because obviously then it's someone different for Powell and Laird on the on the fullbacks, like having a different centre back in there. Because Dickie hasn't had a lot of minutes recently. I noticed that. Yeah, of course, that's a good point. But for me yesterday, did anyone else notice or is it just me that I don't think Dickie looks as comfortable as he did he, he did on the ball? You know, no, I think he, I think his, his confidence has gone, hasn't his it? His confidence shot away now. He, he, he doesn't look anywhere near the player he was. Because he had the he, he had the ball a couple of times last night and it, I felt like, you know, that the old Dickie would have took it, maybe done someone, done a little run, but he was just playing it to the right, the left, and sometimes he was even booting it out of play. Do you know what I mean? I, I felt like he didn't. His confidence wasn't there. I think the problem is he's gone from Warburton. For Warburton, he was first choice pick. Like for Mickey Beale, he's third or fourth. Like he's not like it's Mickey Beale's like centre back pairing is Balogun and Clark Soto when everyone's fit. Like so, that's going to knock your confidence, isn't it? A little bit. And when you don't play games, you don't have that match sharpness. Like you used to be like carry the ball out from the back, didn't he? play a pass but I felt like he wanted to just play a bit more simple last night and just do the simple things rather than trying to be his normal self he had a good game yesterday actually I mean he had a bit of Pookie was getting getting behind him wasn't he and getting around him for the first 10-15 minutes but then I think he got to grips with him and thought he grew into the game I thought, yeah you're right he wasn't bringing the ball out as much but like you say it's probably down to his confidence and I think he just wanted to make sure he had a bit of a, better, a good game didn't want to give the ball away, um, but yeah, Balogun. It's, I'm just worried about Balogun. What is he? 34. He's playing a lot of minutes and a lot of games out of necessity, and yeah, yeah. But we've only got a, a few worry. games left, haven't we? Until the break. <laughs> yeah, just get, yeah, get through to the World Cup, and that's what we've got to do. Get through to the World Cup. What's there? Three games left now. Yeah, three games. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is so. It- is the injuries a concern still though? I still think there's just something in it. Like what? Like where, where was? I've got a thing about Armstrong. And this is controversial, and, and, and I'm happy to be shot down. But what I don't understand is is why a 19 year old. I appreciate he gives a lot of energy and he's constantly running, but why is it? Why can't he do more than 70 minutes? Why can he only do a half? Why can't he do like a couple of games in a row? I, 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 he's a 19 year old. Surely they should be full of energy. That's you know when at their peak. Do you think it's more like management of him, like they don't want to push him too much in this league too soon? Like do you think they're trying to just gradually get him more and more used to it, more and more used to the physicality of it, rather than just throwing him in completely at the deep end. Well, but if you're not going to do that, you surely put him on the bench. I don't understand why you can't put him on the bench for what? What, what could he? What? Yeah, but did he have a knock from the Birmingham game? I don't know. Was he carrying something? Because like he, he, was putting himself, he was putting himself about a bit there, wasn't he? So Mickey Beale said, like you said, they're managing him. But but, but what I don't get is is, is he was never going to get that stamina, that match fitness if he's not playing. And you've got to sort of just push past it, haven't you? To a degree, I, don't, I just think a nineteen-year-old. 
the one thing they should have is lots of energy and fitness, and that's just my view. I, I, I know I get I get he plays in a bit in a different way, but I mean, does he do? I don't know. Tim does a lot of running. He's nineteen. I don't know. He plays. You got to think Armstrong. He does play a lot of minutes for the under twenty ones as well. So maybe you know, maybe he did have a knock, but I didn't see. But yeah, going back on what you said about injuries, for me, I think it's a a big concern, isn't it? Obviously, we've got to. I say it every week on the pod. I come on. We've got too many players there that are ticking time bombs. If you like, you know, you don't know whether he, some players are going to start week in, week out. You, the team sheet comes and you have a look and you think, not even in the team, not even on the bench. Why do we get a lot of uh, injuries? We had a lot with Warburton as well. I think, do you think part of the problem is that we're rushing players back? Like, obviously, Willock was on the bench yesterday because we didn't have any other options. Like, in hind- if we'd had a fully fit squad and it was only Willock that had had the knock, would he, he might not even brought him on. Or might have brought yeah. him on for that last 10 minutes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I feel like we're like with the Borough game, Willock got rushed back, scored the world, he picked up a knock. Like Sheffield United, he was wasn't he rushed back before that? I just feel like and Roberts again gets rushed back for the Birmingham game, goes off. I feel like because we're lacking a little bit up top in that creative area, because obviously Willock and Roberts were both out. Do you feel like one of them's been pushed too quickly to get back in because we're a bit light up top? But I was yeah. I agree, yeah, but I, wor- I worried yesterday when Field went down. I thought, mm. oh no, because yeah. he's been our best player this season, one of them for sure. First name picked on in the eleven every week, I think for Bill. But you've still got to remember, right? We we got a point from Norwich away, and it's a, like I said, it's a tough place to go. And we've still got the likes of Dunn, Richards, Armstrong, Salter, Johansson, Roberts, all to come back. So if we're getting a point away to Norwich with that team. Last night, and you, you look at our bench. We, we, you know, we all sat there and thought, "Look at our bench." No disrespect to the bench, but but we've still got players to come back, so we're only going to strengthen. And if we just keep these these players fit, like you said, maybe we just need to manage them a bit better. But I just think we need to get our eleven each week. We we're rotating so much due to injuries, and I get that it's it's, it's no one's fault that the player's injured, but. We definitely need to manage it better so we don't keep getting these injuries because some injuries that, you know, Roberts, Salter going off early, that costs us the game. So. Yeah, injuries are a concern, aren't they? But like Dunk said, they've only got three games. So if we can just muster through and, and get, 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 you know, we've got, look, we've got two, we've got the bottom two at home next, which oh, sounds God. good, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult QBR, isn't it? To, um, to, to make yeah. to make their life difficult yeah. for ourselves, um, but you'd like to think that if we could get four to six points out of these games, put us in a good position for the you know after the World Cup, get a few players back. Um, I mean, Willick, I just don't, he didn't he, he wasn't really running, was he? No, he not, wasn't no. sprinting like he wasn't didn't look fit. I know he made that burst for the shot, but that's as much as you were going to get out of him all game. I don't think he wanted to be on there personally. No, I think he. And with a hamstring injury, you're always a bit, always a bit concerned, aren't you? Like the, a sprint's going to be going to happen again. <laughs> is this, is this episode episode of changing rooms, isn't it? I'm so sorry, yeah. Like the rain here is absolutely crazy. I can't even. Whatever room I'm in, you can hear it. It's like literally. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 
But obviously, you've got Masterson as well that's injured. Um, obviously, I know he's nowhere near getting into the team, but it's just more players that, for me, I just feel like are getting injured. <laughs> Surely, we after the World Cup, the break, you know, we're going to work on it and, and we're going to just be solid. You know, we can't have any more injuries, surely. We can't be that unfortunate. But that Dunn's back Saturday. They reckon, so that'll be good to get yeah. on the bench. Um, Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, Dunn's back. And I don't think Salt is too far away either, is he? No. But again, it's just like, obviously Dickie and Balogun got a clean sheet last night. So yeah, you drop there's, 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 you there's drop no reason again. to necessarily rush like Dunn and Clark sort of back in with these three games to go. Like, like all got four centre-backs are quality. So there's no reason that we need to drop Dickie because Clark Salt is back if he's not fully fit. So let's not take any risks there. What we need to do is manage Willock these next three games so that he can then have a massive break during the World Cup and get his fitness properly back up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll, like you say, Willock's a massive one for us. We just need to, we just need to get him fit. Because um, I, I know we, we're going to come on to it, but Amos, I just didn't think, I, I don't know what it is for me at the moment, but he's just not doing it. I don't know whether it's his fitness or, or he, he's not playing where he wants to be playing. I just, I just felt yesterday that he didn't have the energy or the engine to cause the problems that a chair or a Willock do in that position of the pitch. Like, he just, every time he kind of got the ball, he kind of panicked. Like, it was like, oh, I can't beat my man. Where's my options? I'll pay it back. Or, like, he gave the ball away however many times. Like, I felt he had a really poor half, like first half, Amos. And then obviously when Willett came on, he dropped that little bit deeper, didn't he? He took over yeah. Dizelle's place. And I thought he got back to a bit more of his natural position there. But for me, I feel like when everyone's fit, he's, he's going to be on the bench. Like I don't see him, which is so bizarre because last season he was really good for us at the second half of the season. Whereas crazy. this season, he just, that, that confidence again, maybe for him has gone. That, there's just something missing with Amos this season. And even like, last did, season, we were saying that we, we wanted to push him forward a bit more because he was scoring goals. Yeah. We were saying, let's push him up, let's push him forward. But I don't know, he just doesn't look like the Amos we seen last season. But Dezel, I thought was he was poor as well. He was he wasn't on it. Mm. He, he wasn't on it. It's a shame because he's been developing well, Dezel. I thought during the start of the season, it just seems to have been because he's in and out of the side. I don't think that's helped him. Like he needs like that consistent game time. I think. 
But going back to Amos, I, I, I'm, I'm just not sure what he offers on a pitch at the moment. It's difficult because I quite like I like him. It gives us energy. I get that. But where's his best position? I don't know what he does. He just like he, he's not the best. He's not like a passer in the team, is he? He's not like the crunching tackler. He's not like, you know, last season towards the end, he had that burst in run where he used to break the lines and get forward. But I haven't seen too much of that so far recently. I don't know. So I'm just, cons- just uh, his development seems to have stopped at the moment, doesn't it? But yeah. there is still a player in there somewhere. So why do you think it stopped then? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he doesn't suit the formation as much as he did under Warburton. Maybe Warburton... He was was a big fan of his, and and, and that's that's always the way, isn't it? Like, because Beer will have his favourites, won't he? They, mm, they yeah. all chair yeah, his son, don't they? You know, so you know maybe Beer just doesn't fancy him as much as Warburton did, and that transpires on a pitch for confidence, and and also we've changed the formation. So I think maybe he's the casualty of that as well. Yeah. Is that he, he, where does he his his defensive duties in that free? He has to. He can't get forward as much as he can. But then if he's in that number 10, he has to he has to be doing more up there, doesn't he, when he gets the ball? He's not in the right positions for me, but it's a tough one, because I like him. There's a player in there. It's just trying to get, it's just try not to halt his development, but also he needs to offer more, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you feel about old Mackie Bond's cameo appearance last night for the first time in however many weeks? <laughs> I couldn't believe I was seeing that sub, that subs coming on, those three subs at the end. I saw I could. I didn't think that would be happening ever again, but it just happened. Uh, didn't it? It, we it? could have lost it right at the last kick when Norwich had that corner. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that was... we all thought Bomb was going to come on and score because he hates Norwich, doesn't he? <laughs> you thought that yeah. might have been the motivation he needed, didn't it? Yeah. Could have gone and gone and kissed his Ipswich badge or something. I do you know what yeah. I thought. He lifted his top up and he'd have had Ipswich <laughs> top underneath it. I thought he would have come on on a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny because I don't know if you saw on Twitter on social media they did that. What's your favourite chocolate bar? And they asked all the players, and it got to um, it got to it got to what what McBond, and I thought he was going to say Jaffa cakes, but he didn't. Did he? No, he just ignored it and carried on walking. But <laughs> <laughs> so look, I just like to say about the we always knock the ref and that, but I thought the ref had a really good game. Yeah, so do I. I think yeah. he got it spot on because you know I've been Davis done well. Yeah, I've been noticing the refs. They're blowing up, aren't they? They're blowing all the time. But the ref yesterday kept kept playing, kept, you know, play on, play on. Because other refs would have sent chair off, I'll tell you. They were a home crowd, they would have they would have broke, wouldn't yeah. they? And yeah. also that pen at the end, that's another big decision. It wasn't a penalty, but another ref would have given that, could have given that yeah. right at the end. I was a bit I was a bit peeved though, because um the ref blew up at before half time before we could took our penalty. But he let them corner. take their penalty at their corner at the end, didn't he? Yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah. He was yeah, taking ages, though, wouldn't he, Chair? I noticed that. Yeah. He was taking his time. Yeah, I think he was taking his time on purpose, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. just getting, getting a half time, wasn't it? It feels oh, weird, the, the old World Cup being in a Three couple weeks. of weeks. I just, it just doesn't feel right. I thought it would be really, really good and different and... Yeah, but, nah. but it's kind of just I don't really want it to happen. I just want QPR to continue playing. I don't want to. The thing is, I, I don't. I don't mind it for the fact that we could hopefully get our players fit at a crucial time of the season. Like it's nice to. I think it'd be good for us to have a little bit of a break because we haven't got many going away, have we? What we were discussing before we came on. There's any of the three players that we think are going to go. 
because I haven't seen any final squads yet either. So we don't even know if they're definitely going to be going. I think Dieng would definitely be going. That's for sure. Yeah, like chairs in in and out of the um, Morocco team at the minute, isn't he? So it's one of those. We'd all be. I know we want Chair to play. Of course we do. We want him to go, and he deserves probably to play in the national football World Cup. There's a player there. He's brilliant. But at the same time, we're all sitting at home thinking, please don't pick him. <laughs> the thing is, like, there's going to be plenty of teams in this league that are going to lose more players over mm. that break. So, like, we should hopefully have a pretty much fully full strength squad after it, and they should all be fully fit. That's the big thing for us, and then we can push on. Yeah, it just yeah. Can't, none of them come back with injuries, but I, I feel like if they do go, they're not going to be playing as, as much game time as you'd think. Because no. Dieng is not first choice, is he? Um, no, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like players can get injured in, in training, can't they? Mm. You know, and, and, and we've got three injuries in the first 10 minutes in one game. So it would be nice to get Willock back and play. And there's a, there's a, there'll be a couple of friendlies right there behind the closed doors. But I don't, I've just wanted another mention for Kenneth Power for... I love him. I don't know why. Yeah. I thought he had a great second half um, at Norwich. Um, but he, he seems to be growing into the league, doesn't he? Like, for the fact that he was a free transfer as well, like, it's just an absolute bargain. He just, his size, he just, I still, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, he just, you wouldn't know he was five foot two or something. He, he <laughs> flies into tackles, doesn't he? He wins a lot of balls in the air. He can cross a ball. It, it, yeah. I just, just want to get him forward a bit more sometimes, but. Especially I when just, he was up. Especially when he was up against that Hernandez, who come on for Norwich. Yeah. Yeah. It looks a unit. Yeah, in the 80th minute he comes on, and you've got he's just had 80 minutes. You've got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Ethan Laird as well. He was a bit better in the second half. He had a, he had a, a tough first half. Um, yeah, I think but I think Norwich were a better, weren't they? First half. Yeah, I think we were we were the better we were the better team in the second half. And I feel like they did a, put a lot of crosses in, didn't they? Especially like, like obviously we know what um, Sam McCallum can do after having him last year. And he was causing had a few problems down that side with Campwell. So I think it's like, like Brad's been saying, like a point away to Norwich is a massive point regardless, so, wasn't it? We're, sit, we're sitting fourth, lads. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Got to take it. Mate. Got to take it. And, and not, not just that, I was looking at yesterday. Um, we have played eight of the top nine away from home. The only club we haven't played in the top is Burnley. Everyone else we've played away from home. Obviously, football doesn't work like that all the time. But that we've that's... played more. We've played more away games, haven't we? But I think our home record is better. I think looking, we had seventeen points at home and fourteen points away. So our home, our away form is better, wouldn't it? But it's not now. Yeah. Our home form is better. But I think that's due to the games we played. I think we played tough away games, mate. Tough away games. You think about it. So, so go into the second half of the season with the, those big games at home. You'd want them at home, won't you? When we play the Sheffield yeah. United, the Norwiches, you know, the Blackburns, the, the teams that are up there, Millwall. We've got the most points now than we did. Uh, the last time we had these points was with Harry Rendell. Yeah, we went up, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. I mean, we've got two home games now. <laughs> like you said, Ben, two of the bottom sides. I know I don't want to jinx it because we're QPR, aren't we? But if we could get well, I want six points, but if we could get four, we'd be happy, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you'd I mean, take four now, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'll take six points, anything over six points over these next three games, um, I think puts us in a good stead for 
for coming back. And then we've got a big game at home to Burnley, haven't we, on the 12th of December. Yeah. Um, going into January, what are we thinking? A bit early, but... We need a striker. Yeah, 100%. Uh, <laughs> That's a given, isn't it? Bond. I think, to be honest, I, I think Bond's going to go. <laughs> I just think it will happen this in January. And I think we've got to bring a striker in. We have to. It, it, like, I'll be, I think every QPR fan will be fuming if we don't bring a striker in. Oh, we, we've got to, we've got to, mate, because we didn't back War, 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 Warburton last chat, yeah, did we? Exactly. And we should have, you know. So, what any other positions that we might want to left back? I always feel like that's yeah, a, bit of a problem. Wing back. I think well, both. Really. We just we just need like a versatile, don't we? Yeah, a versatile player that can play both. Mm. Yeah, and, well, I mean, like, Ethan Laird can play both anyway, can't he? So we've got a little bit of versatility there. I just need that someone. Who's a bit more reliable than obviously KK or like Hamalinen? I'm, I'm gonna be a bit bit harsh here, I think, but I think we need to get a, a better second choice goalkeeper. Not that Archer's done anything wrong because we haven't seen much of him, but <laughs> really, I, Mate, I, I think it's like it's a position in football for me that like. He's actually he's a solid enough number two. Why would we waste any of our transfer budget yeah, on a goalkeeper when we like it's not even needed? <laughs> Brad's having flashbacks but, of last year, isn't he? When we yeah, like, like, he, he wants to have like seven goalies on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, what do you think, mate? January? Yeah, we need a we need a striker. Definitely. We need well we we need a striker for years, haven't we? You know. I've just done a little um Thing. You remember uh, Connor Washington we had? Yeah. Yeah. Well, between 20, uh, 2016 to 2018, he scored 13 goals in 92 games. And, Dykes, right, between 2020 until now, scored 26 goals in 92 games. Are you saying are you saying he's better, or you, what are you saying? Well, yeah, on that he's better, isn't he? Because in ninety-two games, Dykes has scored twenty-six. <laughs> yeah, you, you often, yeah, I often see people compare the two because they both work quite hard, don't they? And they finishing is not great with either of them, but that stat kind of proves that maybe Dykes is actually a lot better than maybe we think, or at least better than better than Washington, better than Washington <laughs> isn't he? I quite like Dykes. He only scored 13 in 20 in, in 92 games. I think Bill was had it tough though, didn't he? Especially up front, because I think he'd want to play Roberts up there, wouldn't he? Willock. Yeah. I think he'd want to play Sinclair more, but and actually, yeah, I think he probably would have wanted to play Bond more, but with his attitude, possibly it feels like maybe he's not been impressed with him in training. So I feel like his hands have been a bit tied up there. That's why Dykes has played so much. He's has necessity as much as anything. Do you think but, the chair might um Calm down a bit in the next three games in case he gets injured for the World Cup. Well, yeah, but that's what I think about Roberts. I feel like he's got that in the back of his mind. He feels like a little twinge and he goes off. Um, I, if you notice your chair, though, I know Ben said it on the last pod, pod about his injuries. He's very good at not getting injured. But if you oh, actually watch him, if you watch him closely, right, he, he never chucks his whole body into a tackle. He he's a very clever player. You know, he I know he's not there to mm. do that, but when it comes down to a 50-50 ball or anything like that, he doesn't chuck himself yeah. in. 
Right, yeah, I, I know you mean. Like he knows he, how to like ride a tackle, doesn't he? Exactly, and then he'll just use his pace to chase after them. He won't actually impact the player, and that's what I think. I think Chair he knows his game, doesn't he? He knows what he can and can't do with his height. Mm. Yeah, he has got a bit quiet, hasn't he, Chair? Look, he's obviously had a great yeah. season. He's been brilliant actually this season, but the last few games he's got a little bit quiet and a little bit. And he's, you know, no. Has he got the World Cup in his mind? Possibly. He's got no, he's got no Willet. You got to remember? Yeah, yeah, but he's got to learn to play without Willet, though, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but then obviously, obviously, we had Roberts, didn't we, against Birmingham? He went off. That's another creative player who is some of somebody of the same ability, but also would take up like players, take players away from chair like Willet does. And I think that's sometimes a problem when we haven't got those couple of creative players on the pitch. Like chair gets like two players on him, then he struggles. He loses all that space. Whereas when Christy Willock's on the field, like defenders suddenly panic. Or even yesterday when they get they get more space. They both get more space. Yeah, they get more space, yeah. Or even yesterday when Willock come on, did you did anyone notice he did that run, didn't he? For chair to have that space to have that shot that went yeah. ridiculously wide. But he came on and he did that run, and that's what he offers. He does that, he uses his pace and he'll attract players to go to him, which gives chair that opening. Whereas Dazelle and Amos wasn't doing that yesterday. I suppose you're a defender, defending them two. Must be, you know, which one do we go for? Because they're both quick, aren't they? Mm. They float as round well, as well, don't they? They just float. They, they don't never in one position, are they? They just switch. Sort of switch it around. Um, so what have we got West Brom next then? We've already said it a couple of times. Um, not well, they got their first win, didn't they? Um, on Tuesday night. They didn't they don't look great, but we know that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, but I still expect us to, 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 to turn them over. They, they, they don't look great still. I know they've got a new manager in, but it's going to take a bit of time. And I expect probably to see the same team. And how many ex-QBR players will be turning up with them? We, we said this in the stand at Birmingham. It feels like we're playing an ex-player every, 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 yeah. every week. And I'm saying mm-hmm. to one of you lot, um, oh, he, he's going to turn up this week. And he's, do you know what I mean? We had Dion Sands had a brilliant game. Yeah. Sam McCallum and what have we got at West Brom we've got Matt Phillips Matt Phillips yeah, yeah. Furlong Furlong yeah, yeah. Um, we, had, we had Hugo last night who yeah, but... you said he was going to come on and score well yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels like that doesn't it um, I'll, what, I'll, I feel like we'll I feel like we'll get a point at West Brom I just I don't know you know we've played in the last five games we've played West Brom Right, we've won one, drawn one, lost three, and that's and by the way, that's exactly the same as Huddersfield. We've won one, drawn one, lost three. So, but obviously yeah, we're, but we're a better side now. But, but I, I also, think, I think like they were they were better sides in our last previous times we've played them. Like mm-hmm. West Brom have really struggled this season. So yeah, Huddersfield, yeah. like Huddersfield, what were in the playoffs last year? West Brom obviously came down last year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. so. Like, like, there's loads of te- like, there's, there's the teams that have always had bigger, like, well, apart from Huddersfield, like West Brom, always had a bigger budget than us. They've always been able to recruit like better players than us on paper. So, like, it's you've got to take all those into account. But obviously, the manager change just kind of happened at the wrong time for us, really, because they're going to get a bit of a manager bounce, aren't they? And it will be a harder game than it possibly could have been a few weeks ago. What's happened to old George Thomas? He's just popped into my head strangely. Um, 
I mean, if you can't, let if you can't stay, get, let him stay there. <laughs> no, no, I, I won't. He'll still miss. Um, he, what? What? Um, he could get on the bench last night. I mean, if he can't get on the bench last night with that, with all the injuries we've got, we've got like, what if we got eight players out injured? His days are numbered, aren't they? Going back to that January, he's got, he's got to leave, hasn't he? I'm just glad he only popped in your head and nowhere else. Yeah. Well, but obviously, like. Oh. Bill came out, didn't he? He said that him and Bond can both kind of leave in January. They're the two that he's obviously hoping he can either get some kind of loan fee or transfer fee for. But, I mean, we ain't going to get much for either of them, are we, now? No. Probably be loans, mate, no. for both yeah. of them, I suspect. Um, well, we've got say... to worry. I know it probably won't happen, but we could... Someone could come in for Willock and Chair. You know, we'd, we have to hold... These two, I know... They're our biggest assets in our club at the moment, and probably Dieng, you know, as well. But and Dicky after last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, obviously Villa was sniffing around here, wasn't it? I don't know how much of that's true, just what you read online. But we've got to keep well one. We've got to keep one anyway. We're not going to lose both. Uh, it's going to take a big offer, mate. To, to, I mean, yeah, in I January, know. in January, they're inflated prices. I mean. It's good. I just can't see anyone coming if, in. If you, money, if you think, if we're still in the playoffs in January, like we'd be absolutely stupid as a club to take anything less than 20 million for each of them. Yeah. Because which they will be the difference between us getting promoted or not getting promoted. And getting promoted's worth, what, 150 million. Mm. So that's the gamble you would take, isn't it? You'd say, well, actually, if we don't go up, maybe in the summer, come back and we'll speak to you then. But I, I feel like they should. The club should have a kind of nice, like a stance of we ain't selling anybody in January. That is a key player. Yeah, but we've got we've sort of we've got no budget there, so we've sort. I know we don't want to lose any of them, but we've we've sort of got to sell to buy. You know, we, where's this money just going to come from? We're not going to wake up in January and think, oh, it's all right, we've got a pot there. Let's go and get this striker that we need. Yeah, but what happened? We but that's the thing we might have, right? Me because obviously it all goes by cycles, doesn't it? You can only spend so much in a three-year cycle. Is January the end of the three-year cycle? That's why we spent nothing last January, not much in the summer. Is it so they put some money behind in case we were in a position of, I don't know, we don't know how bills worked out, we could be fighting relegation, we need to spend some money. Or now, best case scenario, we're pushing for playoffs, we're in the playoffs, let's have a bit of money to push us to extra like yards that we didn't do last year. You'd like to think they'd just say, give this bloke what he wants. Give Bill what he wants because this, you know, he, if there's any manager at the moment, I know he's still fresh in, in his managing career, but if there's any manager going off our form now that can take us up, it's him. I think it might have been conversations that Bill had to stay. Like, you know, he needs to back me in January. Mm. Obviously, I will stay, but, you know, if we need to be backed in January. Um, so I wonder whether that had what. What I don't want is us, what we've done the last two windows is wait until the bloody last day of the month of the window and then decide, oh, actually, we do need a striker, we do need a player, and then and then have to pan it by and get Jeff Hendrick in again. <laughs> yeah. He's another one who came back, didn't he, play against us? Yeah. 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 What about Huddersfield? Have they got anyone? I don't think they do, do they? Um, no, I think they no. might be the one of the only few teams who haven't. I mean, they look What's our last game? They? What's our last Coventry, game? we got Coventry. Coventry. So we got Bidwell oh, they there, got, haven't we? They got, yeah, they got Bidwell. Kane. Kane. <laughs> is he still is he playing for them or? Uh, hey. he, I don't know. I don't even know if we're going to be going to Coventry's ground to watch it or Walsall's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I think oh. by then you'd be it'd be in a Rangers ground, I think, up Scotland. 
<laughs> moving everywhere, aren't they? Right, lads. What, um, so, go back to the World Cup quickly. Give us a, your tip for the World Cup. Tip? Whoa. Um, Portugal. That's my tip for the World Cup. Never saw that coming. Fair, fair play. Difficult. I quite like... Um, I don't know. Oh, it's difficult. I, I still I'm think gonna, England, England are going to uh, do something. I'm going to go England. Maguire's going to have them. No, I know, but I just think oh, it's Oh, boy, days. Brad's definitely in the South Gate for a, a knighted camp, isn't he? Like, yeah. Oh, so Gareth. <laughs> help, help. <laughs> oh, dear. I reckon France. Gone with the favourites there, mate. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, go right in there. Well, I could have said Brazil, couldn't I? You could have, yeah. All right, lads, quickly then. Saturday, what, what do we think, Doug? What, what are you going for? Prediction? I'm going for solid performance. I'm going for we're going to a 2-0 win. I think we're going to... The home support's going to carry us over the line. 2-0 win for us. Simon, what do you reckon? Um, I'm going to say 2 all. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one or I think it's gonna it's gonna be a draw. I don't know why. You know, after watching Norwich and we're on we're on an up. I'm being so down, but just I think we'll draw draw to West Brom. We'll beat Huddersfield. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four points, but I think we'll beat West Brom. I don't know why. I think Willick's gonna come back and score a couple. Um, and then I think Huddersfield. It just feels like a club in chaos at the moment and them coming to Loftus Road is... Yeah. All right, lads. Well, we'll leave it there. I'll see you all at half time down got... the concourse. <laughs> I just want to say, right, you said about my best player in the past. Do you know who was the oldest player ever to play for QPR? Do you give us a clue? Oh, Give you a clue. Yeah, it's a male. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Is that your clue? Was, it a, was it a goalie? Huh? Was it a goalie? Nah. No. Nah, he was. When he played for, he played, He was thirty-nine years old, seven months. He was. Not that I see it over and, and count months of people's age. He was, he was back. In, well, when you get that old, mate, you do. <laughs> even even what minutes era? when you get that what, old. What era are we talking? Nineteen ninety six. Oh, I was one then. Nineteen ninety six. Ray Wilkins. Hey, was, yes. Was, Ray, was it? Yes. I didn't think he was old. Yeah, Ray, Ray Wilkins. He was yeah thirty nine years old. Played for Nottingham Forest in we were against Forest. Nineteen ninety six was our oldest player. Lovely. Well, there's Simon's stat of the day. Hey, lads, and uh, just everyone quickly, we're moving over to ACAST. So if you're having any issues Ooh. listening, um, if you're having any issues listening, um, just give us a shout because we're moving over platforms to, to ACAST. So um, that we'll be doing that over the next couple of weeks. So just give us a shout. But lads, yeah, we'll, thanks for coming we'll put on. The links, out, we? new, the links will go out for ACAST. Your new, uh, in your new um, social media page, don't you? Yes, yes, yeah. we do. We do, yeah, so... Keep keep your eyes and ears out and have a look at W12 Social on Twitter. There'll be a lot of um, 
giveaways coming your way. And it's just a really all to talk QPR and, and analyse the games. So I hope you enjoy it and yeah, Following. give us a follow. Give us all right, lads. Well, leave it there. Have a great evening. Cheers, lads. For a win. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.